Welcome to Bethel World Outreach Church. Our values are devotion, diversity, and discipleship. Devotion through honoring God by trusting His Word, praying, and worshiping together. Diversity by embracing God's heart for every nation. And discipleship by helping others follow Jesus. So join us as we're reaching a city to touch the world. So happy to see everybody this morning. Um, I don't know about you, I've, I've had the privilege, you know, thinking about our missionaries, I've traveled a, a, a quite a bit into different places in the world, and I've gotten to different places in the world, Pastor Phil, and people have actually recognized me. And when people recognize me in another country, I'm like, I'm somebody. They come up to me and say, hi, Shaq, can I have your autograph? <laughs> You know, if you're going to be recognized, you want to be recognized by, you know, as someone either greater or, or yourself. But the one thing none of us want to do is fail to be recognized or fail to be seen. We live in a world where uh, we no longer recognize each other, sometimes as a person, but more of, of a thing or an activity. It's being done. And the identifications, they're, they're polarizing. They're not complimentary, like, you know, calling me Shaq is a compliment. I received the Shaq spirit. Um, where I'm from, failing to recognize a person properly can cost you something. Sometimes it can cost you an opportunity because you fail to rec recognize a dignitary or an, author uh, an authority who could benefit you in some way. And because you were unaware of who they were and you dealt with them at a lower caliber than their station or their title dictated, you did not actually get to access that which they had available to you. That was a missed opportunity because you failed to recognize. The other times you can fail to recognize a person that is evil or that can hurt you. And if you fail to recognize them and you, enter, and you, you interact with them and you become romanced by them, you can enter into a trap or a web or something that can bring you down or hurt you because you failed to recognize that there was some type of danger. But where, where I'm from, if, if somebody came to you in an improper way and they sent a the improper message to you that they didn't understand your identity. It's a colloquialism. You, you, I don't want you to know how African-Americans would say this. We might just say to you, hey, you better recognize. <laughs> Saying you need to upgrade. You need to actually figure out who I am before we deepen our interaction because if you interact with me the wrong way as if I'm a chump, if I'm someone who could be taken advantage of, if I'm someone that could be tricked, then you and I, because you have failed to identify me correctly, can end up into a fight. Sometimes when we're not strong, we're, we're willing to be recognized by different family members that we think are strong, like our dad. My dad's bigger than your dad. My dad is stronger than your dad. Eh, maybe you didn't have a dad growing up or whatever. You didn't, you didn't have that in your mom. My mom can outdo your mom. You know, it, it, or my, my, my uncle, you, you, we, we, we want people to recognize our worth, our value, 
But failure to recognize could cost you something. Today, as we continue in our third sermon in the I Am series, you're going to find that there's a group of people who have a failure to recognize, a failure to see what they should see, the way they need to see it. And the reason this should should interest us is because one of the jobs of the enemy is to blind our minds, yes, uh, lest we see. Something, someone, the world, and demonic activity, and people who hate our God are trying to obscure our view of him and send the message that he does not care. Let's look in the scripture at John 5. If you've been following along in your devotional, you're excited to get to this part of the Bible because you've been reading and reading and you've been enjoying it. Now we're at John 5 and we're going to be in the 16th verse. And let me read part of the 16th verse into your hearing in order that I might contextualize for you what is going on. Verse 16. And this was why the Jews were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. This is why they were persecuting Jesus, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Now, what was he doing on the Sabbath? Jesus, absolutely. First of all, you great students, you students of the word, he was healing. Come to a man who had no one to put him in the pool when it was perceived that an angel would trouble the water and you could be healed. He was lame for 38 years. Jesus saw him, told him, hey, what's going on? He interacted with him. He saw he had a need. He recognized he had a need and his need was an invitation to Jesus to come in. Do you know that your needs, your challenges, your struggles, when you know who your God really is, is an invitation for him to come in and come near to you? In fact, when you have a need, you're not as, you you know how we pray with that desperation, like I hope God hears me. I've got the greatest news for you ever. When you have a need, God actually shows up without your invitation. So he is. He heals a man, tells him to take up his bed and walk, and his haters start hating. I want you to get this because there is a hatred of the Jews toward Jesus in that day, and there is a hatred of Jesus in this world now. And there's also a hatred of those who follow Jesus. In fact, he says, if they hated me, if they abused me, if they failed to recognize me, they will also likewise fail to recognize you. He said they they didn't like that he was doing these things on the Sabbath. Why would someone, Pastor Carol, not like that someone else got healed? It's silly. 
Have you ever heard, saw someone that hated your blessings? They can't celebrate. You just got a car. You just got a home. You just got a breakthrough. And they want to change the subject quick to themselves because they're self-absorbed. Some people are so blind by how they want life to be ordered that they cannot see the benefits that are going on in another person's life. I'm encouraging you. This is a group. So Jesus answered them in verse 17. He says this, my father is working until now. And I am working. My daddy's working, so I'm working. The reason that I'm working is because he's working. What Jesus is doing is quite extraordinary. Jesus is not backing away from those who, what did they already, let me read already 18 verses. I'm, I'm getting, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Look, look at 18. He said, this is why the, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him. Because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling him, calling God his father and making himself equal with God. Now, now, now we, we've got to get this. Jesus is saying, let me help you understand who I am because you have failed to recognize me. You need to know who I am. And I'm about to tell you. This image that the world gives of a sheepish, weak, pitiful savior is not the guy you're serving. There's nothing weak about him. Just like the human nature, if someone comes at you wrong, with wrong intention, something in you bucks up. Hold on, partner. Let's talk about this. Jesus, instead of running away. Jesus, instead of avoiding the situation, Jesus takes a deeper step. The whole, whole book of John is taking a deeper step. You're so used to interacting with me as a man that you're forgetting that I am God. He's not, when he's saying God is his father, he is saying God and I are one. God and I are same essence. God and I are saying substance. What, what he's saying is, you, I, I'm with God, I am God. He, he is making a declaration back up off of me. And what made him get so agitated was when he was showing up to do purpose in people's life, they were coming at the purpose. And the Bible says for this was the Son of Man manifest to destroy the works of the devil and to seek and save which is lost. You can push it just a little too far with the Lord and he'll show you who he is. You need to know I am the Son. I'm not maybe the Son. I'm not perhaps the Son. I didn't become the son. I've always been the son. You may have forgotten. Let me, let me give you a, a bunch of proof texts that just kind of 
help you because you want to take notes in your little book so you can review it later. Hallelujah. Okay, I thought about you. Let's prove it. Jesus is already in, in the book of John. He's already been allowed to talk about his pre-existence. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. When not the Word was not anything that made that was made, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. This is his all-sufficient uh, 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 self-existence. This is his eternal nature. Uh, there's none before him. Everyone's after him. You know, this is the powerful Jesus talking. In, and in John uh, 3, 17, it says, Indeed, God did not send his son into the world to condemn it, but through, through him the world uh, might be saved. God was sent. He was always eternally the son. And, and Jesus said to him, my food is, in, in uh, John 4, 34, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to complete his work. In John 8, 23, he said to him, you are, you are from below, but I am from above. Uh, he goes on to, to talk about their illegitimacy because they think that they follow Abraham. And he said, you know, if you followed Abraham, you would agree with me. John 10 and 30 says, the father and I are one. John 14 and 7 says, if you know me, you know my father also. From now on, you do know him and you have seen him. He is trying to say who he is. You know, all the way back, if you go all the way back to this group of Jews that Jesus is speaking to, if you go down to the 46th verse, he'll begin to tell them, there's a reason that you don't like me. He said, you don't like me because you don't like the scriptures. He said, you search the scriptures because in them you believe you have eternal life, but all of them speak about me. You don't like the scriptures. You don't know that, that all of the words spoke, spoke of me, always speaking of me. You don't understand. And then he begins to speak. He said, if you liked Moses, you would like me because Moses saw the first time that I revealed my name when they said, what should we call you? But I am that I am. I am is they wouldn't even say Elohim. They wouldn't even say Yahweh. They won't even say his name. It's almost as if they could not recognize who he was. And because they couldn't recognize who he was, they could not extract what he wanted to give. This is why recognizing him correctly is so important. Said I am. Or another verse says he will be whatever he needs to be. And the scripture says they sought to kill him. Can you imagine that all you want to do is help people and they want to kill you? All you want to do is write laws in this nation that promote life and they'll want to hurt you. They promote morality and they'll want to hurt you. They promote the answer, the way, the truth and the life, Jesus, but they'll want to hurt you. They, they, every good thing that Jesus did, they explained the way they said he's got a demon and sought to kill him. He said, because my words don't abide in you, you want to kill me. Can you imagine that if you don't know, you need to know him. He's the son. You, put my phrase up there, please. You need to know I am the son. That's the title. As I have another phrase that says, you need to know, I am the son. Yeah. Lindsay, you need to know, I am the son. 
says, when you understand this and know that I am the son, you can have whatever you need. And the person that he was dealing with needed healing. They needed breakthrough. They needed deliverance. And so whatever you need, you can have. But you need to know that I am the son. I am preexistent. I am eternal. I am life. I am whatever you need, whenever you need it, however you need it. Don't bother me about the Sabbath. Man was not made for the Sabbath. I mean, uh, Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Don't put a yoke on me and start to advise me. I am the advisor. You need to know who I am. I'm the son. I am God. Don't just get caught up in how God allows you to see his earthly frame. I'm serving Jesus. And I think what happens to us sometimes is we think about Jesus 90% of the time as the man who's relatable to us. But it is difficult for us sometimes to think about him as the creator of the universe who holds all things in his hand. It is really difficult for us to do that. Let's continue on because I can imagine them thinking that if he's going to talk like that, he needs a DNA test. He needs a birth certificate. We need a hair sample. We need to go under his nails. We need to see some things. But people typically need more proof. Verse 19 says, and Jesus said unto them, truly, truly, I say unto you, the son cannot do anything on his own accord, but only what he sees the father doing. For whatever the father is doing, that the son is doing likewise. Jesus is saying, you know what? I'm not waiting on you to get the message, to be impressed. Even if you can't recognize me, I can recognize myself. Whenever he says truly, truly, or verily, verily, or truly, or verily, truly, I say unto you, what he's saying is, amen, amen. He's saying, it is so, it is so. And usually we're used to a man being after a phrase or after a statement. So you can say, I heard the statement, I agree. He's saying it don't matter if you agree with me or not. Before I even give you the statement, amen to what I'm saying, amen again to what I'm saying, it's the truth, it's always been the truth. And what is, if you study these words out, what it means is I know this through first-hand experience because I was there. What is John trying to get us to understand? His humanity is one thing, and it was part of why he was sent here as the Messiah to redeem, but it's definitely not the only thing. He is the great I am. He is the eternal son. And, And listen, he does nothing on his own accord. There is no argument or disagreement within the Godhead because of this. Even the subordinate language does not change the nature and essence. It's only identifying the assignment for the benefits of the body. But they're doing these things in cooperation with one another. There is a certain unity. There is a certain flow. There is a certain togetherness. There is a certain boundary. He is limited and, and he is making a profound statement to people. I want you to get this, saying you need to know that the Father and I are working together and I do nothing on my own own accord. 
only do whatever I see him do and hear him say, I do not break stride with myself. I'm not in competition with myself. I'm not, I'm not in confusion. And I know you as the Jews right now are confused about who I am, but I'm not confused about who I am. And you had better recognize. You need to know I'm the son and I'm doing my work. I'm the son and I'm doing my work. And he says in verse, uh, let's go back to verse 19. And Jesus said to him, uh, truly, truly, I say unto you, the son cannot do his own, do his own accord. But only what he sees the father doing, for whatever the father has done, that the son does likewise. Verse 20, for the father loves the son and shows him all that he himself is doing and the greater works than these he will show so that you may marvel. I love how Hebrews says it. He says in uh, Hebrews 1, put Hebrews 1 up here. This, this really will uh, amplify for you, Hebrews 1. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed the heir of all things through whom he, he has created the world he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. He upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purification for sin, he sat down at the right hand of majesty on high. What am I trying to tell you is that while he's a man, he never ceased to be God. And God is holding everything together. He's making the sun spin, the moon stay still, the earth stay tilted on its axis. He's still causing osmosis. He's still calling photosynthesis. He's causing your heart to beat. He's calling, causing babies to be born. Thoughts and, and creativity to come forth. He not lost his omniscience. He's not lost his power. Everything that the Father designed for him to have is everything the Son wants for you. For if the Father is building, the Son is building. If the Father is loving, the Son is loving. There is complete cooperation in God. And you need to know he's always doing his job. He's trying to tell them, you're mad at me and you want to kill me for working on the Sabbath. But my job is not to rest because I'm always at work for my people. The Sabbath was made for you. It was not made for me. I neither sleep nor slumber. He that watches Israel, he never sleeps. He never slumbered. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. He beholds the good and the evil. Why is he beholding it? Because he needs he is the great I am. He is all you need. He is whatever you need. And when you have need, he invites himself in. He is the son. He is always doing his job. And I know that the enemy wants to blind your mind as if God is somehow so distant from your problems, so distant from your struggles that he, he maybe he vacated heaven and no one's doing that job up there. Maybe he left the father alone. No, 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 no. We don't believe in modalism. Modalism is simply that we would say that at one moment, uh, 
One moment we have God the Father, and next moment God stops being God the Father, and he starts being God the Son. And then he stops being God the Son, and he starts being God the Holy Spirit. We don't believe in that. We believe in a triune God, that he is one God eternally existing in three persons, same nature, same essence, but having distinctions. So we, we, we believe in a powerful God that is not in disagreement with himself, but in agreement with himself. The reason that we can have confidence that we're loved it's because they have love. The reason that you can, you can get, you can, you can have the cosmos and not chaos, this is why I don't believe in evolution. He didn't start, he didn't, he, before you can talk about a big bang, the, 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 you, you have to understand he created the cosmos. And he don't need destruction. To, to look at the, he, the creative miracle, this lets you know, God doesn't need that. To create. His word is creative. His word is active. He is the word made flesh. You need to know him. You need to know I'm the son and I'm always doing my job. And the Bible goes on to say, and you need to honor him. Just like you honor the father, honor the son. He's telling these Jews, if you worship the father, then worship the son. Because there is no distinction. Bless the son. He's telling them, you have better recognize who you're talking to. You're trying to kill me and you haven't figured it out yet. No one takes my life. I lay it down to redeem. They sought to throw him off of a cliff and the Bible says Jesus walked right through them. His time hadn't come, so he didn't lay his life down yet. He was waiting on the right time in the right place because he's doing his work even unto now. Let's read the, let's go to the 25th verse. Let's conclude with this. Jesus' truly, truly statements are only found in John. God is trying to make it very clear to us that even if there's no man like John to be a witness, he doesn't need a witness, he has his father to witness. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. You're hearing my voice and you're rejecting my words. You're hearing the words, but they're not penetrating their heart. When my disciples heard, they dropped everything they were doing and they followed me. When, when, when people hear me, they really hear me, their whole life is changed because I become everything they need. But when you're still your own source, when you still want to get into works righteousness, when you still want to earn your way instead of receiving his way, you're stuck not knowing who, is, who he is. You need to know. I am the son. I'm doing my work. You need to honor me. I am the son. I can judge you. Verse 27. Verse 27, and he says, and he, and he has given me him authority to execute judgment because he is the son of man. Do not marvel at this. This marveling is not, it's marvelous. This, mar, this marveling to them is a disappointment. The, the word marvel can mean something good or bad. They're disappointed about what they hear about Jesus. Sometimes when we learn that all of our life depends on him, 
All of our life comes from him. What is your response? Do you reject that reality or do you embrace this reality? So do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear the voice and come out. Those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of judgment. What is he trying to say? You need to know who I am. I'm the son and I can judge and I can raise up. I have the power to do this. He said, you're already under judgment. The Bible says we're already dead in trespasses and sins. This whole world is. You don't need to wait on your court appearance. You've already been judged. You've already been sentenced, I mean condemned. You've already been told you are guilty. From the moment that we are born, we have a problem. This is why our message is called good news about who he is and what he's done. Because we're telling people that if you will believe, if you will hear, he's coming not with the ability just to judge you and condemn you and to sentence you, but to raise you up out of that condition. What are you, and and, and the, here's the thing. If you don't fully believe, if you don't fully embrace his humanity, son of man, his divinity, son of God, you are hopelessly lost. You have no remedy. You have no solution. The only person who can raise us up out of this situation of eternal separation, pain, and darkness, and weeping, and gnashing the teeth for all of the ages to come is Jesus, the Son of the living God. He is the righteous judge who imputes his his righteousness to you. Now, let me help you understand this. He said, if you do evil, the only thing you have to look forward to is one day you're going to have a hearing at the great white throne judgment in Revelations 20 where you can stand before him and be formally sentenced to a lake of fire where your worm doesn't die, where you're eternally separated from God and, and you burn night and day and, and that's it. In case you didn't think that's real, you can write in your book, look at Revelations 20. The dead stand before the Lord, small and great. Did I give you that scripture? You know you need to hear that. You don't need, this is so important to our soul. I'm sure I wrote that down. Because I'm, he said, then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it. From his presence, the earth and the sky fled away, and there was no place found for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and the books were open. Then another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged by what was written in the books according to what they had done. And the sea gave up their dead that were in it. Death and Hades gave up their dead who were in them, and they were judged each one of them, according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. 
Now, just let that simmer on you for a minute. You want your name written. And the only thing you have to do to get your name written is call on his name from a pure heart. He says, there's a resurrection coming for everybody. But some to the resurrection of damnation and some to the resurrection of life. He said, said, for the resurrection of life, he said, you'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account of the deeds done in the body, whether they're good or evil. But in this case, it's the Bema seat. He wants to reward you for the things that you've done right. It might be gold, silver, precious stone, wood, silver, hay. Every man's work will be tried by fire because he has the right, as the great I am, to judge and to raise up. He has the right to condemn or to reward You want him to be one who gives you the the crown of life or the crown of righteousness or the crown of glory. You know, uh, you you want him to give you the victor's crown. There's so many things that God wants to do for you, but you need to know that he is the son of God and that he's doing his work. He's getting his job done. And he cares about you. What have you believed it? People who should have known, they they were missing it. Their mind were blind. But if you can recognize this Jesus as the eternal Son of God, the great who wants to be whatever you need, your life doesn't have to be full of sadness and brokenness and confusion and loneliness and, and pain and dismal existence. Yes, you can have people wanting to kill you, hurt you, harm you, living in a world that's full of brokenness and things in your marriage don't make sense to you and all of that. But the great I am can step into your life and be whatever you need him to be. And in fact, he's already doing that because you didn't ask him. But the man who he healed at the beginning of this story, he was willing to work in cooperation with Jesus and pick up his mat. When you recognize that he's the great I am, sometimes he'll whisper, for you to get the miracle, stop this. Start that. Love again. Believe again. Work again. Trust again. Hope again. Can you do that? Even while you're sitting and wondering, I'm just going to pray for you. Lord, I pray for all those sitting here right now in the name of Jesus, sitting here online. We don't want to live with a failure to recognize. We need to know who you are. We don't need to know who you are so that you can deal with us in anger or you can deal with us in judgment that's of the damnation. We want to be dealt with in love. God, your character is unimpeachable. you're, You're magnificent. We can see how much we're loved when we look at the sun. We're asking you, God, to let this revelation stick in our heart. You are whatever we need, whenever we need it. And you draw near to us. We recognize you. That there's no need that's too big or too small that you can't feel. We receive you. Just receive now. Just whatever's on your mind and your heart that you need from the Lord. You need... Some of you are believing for a spouse, a house, a car. Some of you, it's just carnal things. Some of you, is for a revelation. Lord, I pray you bless your people. Fresh revelation of who you are.
May they not take their burdens home. May they give them to you. May they not take their griefs and sorrows home. May they give them to you. May they not take their troubles home. May they give them to you. You're working even till now. We receive your work. We receive your work. We receive your work. I receive your work in my body. I receive your work in my marriage. I receive your work in my home, on my job. I receive your work. I'm not the same. I'm going to walk in the strength you provide. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand here if you can give God a hand clap.